Hi guys, Coach V here. Welcome to another episode of Transformative Talk with Coach V. I thank you for joining me on this week. I'm very, very excited about this week's episode and the topic that we're going to discuss as we just continue this journey. I hope that you have your favorite journal, your favorite pen. I just hope you have something to write with just to write a few things down. I always encourage that if you don't have uh, something specific to keep your notes when you listen to the podcast, that you go over to Amazon and you pick up a copy of the Transformative Talk with Coach V podcast journal. It's a great way to date each episode that you listen to, the nuggets that you get from the episode, um, even things that you may want to go back and spend time in meditation with God in your devotional time in your worship time, even um, journaling. There may be things that are said that you want to use to go back and and use as prayer points or prayer prompts or journaling prompts. And so I believe that just having this journal um, in place is a great way to just kickstart that process. So go over to Amazon, pick up a copy today of the Transformative Talk with Coach B podcast journal. But let's get into this week's podcast topic. We are going to be talking about having impact. So impact is one of my words for this year. I um, I want to make sure with the hope with the with the hope and the help, most importantly with the help of the Holy Spirit, but it's my hope that in everything that I do, everything that is said, whatever is posted, all of those things, my, my hope and my prayer and my desire is that it has impact for the kingdom. Um, none of the things that are done um, are for just for me, um, you know, for myself. But it's because I desire that my life represents something for his glory. And having impact is one of those things that when I sat back and thought about, you know, what I wanted my word to be for the year, impact was one of the words. I got a little greedy, I think, and I have four. Um, And they probably will be podcast episodes. And so just stay tuned. And I believe that you'll be able to follow the pattern. And I encourage you that um, if you don't have just like a word for the year, you know, seek the Lord about what he wants your life to represent in the earth for his glory, for the kingdom in this year. What, what God, what do you want what do you want to do in me? What do you want to do to me? What do you want to do through me? What do you want to do for me? And then that can therefore then be displayed in the earth for your glory. And I I know, I, be, I, I not only believe, but I know that God will speak 
God will place a demand. He will give a specific assignment to you um, that actually he's been waiting for you to ask that question so that he can get busy and do just that through you. And so that's just a little nugget and a little bit of encouragement. Uh, I believe it's also something that helps us to get more in alignment with the will of God for our lives and uh, seeking him and having deeper and closer relationship with him. Those are the questions that I believe that he wants us to ask so that he can begin to do great and mighty things in us. Amen. So let's get into just talking about having impact. Um, And so I always um, try to look up just the definition of a word to just give context to what it is that we're talking about to just give a little clarity. I know that, you know, most, most of us know what the word means, what the word impact means, but I'm still going to go over it because I know that when I just follow the Holy Spirit, he gives not only instruction, but he gives revelation upon the instruction. So looking at the definition of the word impact, the first thing that jumps out to me, there are two things. It says a forceful contact or onset. And then the next definition says the force of impression of one thing on another, a significant or major effect. And so we know that when we have encounters with certain people, when we have encounters with God, with the Holy Spirit, reading his word, we have encounters in worship that it has impact. It affects us. It has um, it has the ability to touch us and move us in a way that we may not have been moved or touched before. It makes a, a huge impression and it can cause us to be influenced in a way uh, that we may not have been influenced before. So impact has has the ability to do some powerful things. Impact can go either way. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It can be that we experience a very positive impact or it can be a negative impact. We wanna be mindful that anything that we allow into our, into our, our sphere, our heart, our mind, our spirit, that it has a positive impact, even though there are things that will try to creep in or come in that have a negative impact. But we have to always seek the wisdom in the face of God to know the difference and know what is truly for us and that has been sent and meant to have positive impact, kingdom impact, and then that which was sent and meant to have a negative impact that can cause frustration. It can be a distraction. It can oftentimes, if we're not careful, cause us to possibly and potentially walk away from everything that God 
has been building and constructing or reconstructing or developing in our lives. Amen. So we're going to dig a little deep into that. I had to just flow with the Holy Spirit in that moment and, and release that. But let's talk a little bit about how we get to a place that we are not having positive impact, but we may be veering off to a place where we, if we're not careful, we are start, we'll start to have negative impact. So the first thing that the Holy Spirit uh, revealed to me was the fact that we become more concerned with titles and positions. Um, I think, and what from what I have experienced, we are under the impression that having a title, having a position that garners or should force people to respect us. We think because we've been given a title, because we've been given a certain position, because, you know, we have really what is a responsibility and we should always look at, we should always look at responsibility as a kingdom responsibility. Mm, mm, mm. He is dropping these things. We should look at any responsibility as a kingdom responsibility. So I think what happens and what I have witnessed before is that we get titles, we get positions. We, we, you know, we have gotten to a place that we, you know, are put in a role of responsibility to lead, to guide, instruct individuals or whatever the case may be. And so we think by that, that that's automatically, you should respect me. This is how I now have impact. But what, when, what happens is that we allow that title or that position to go to our head. And what I believe and what I have witnessed, what has been, you know, very apparent to me in some situations is that the old us starts to rise back up. We work really hard to be this new person. And I believe that even when we get the position or get the title that that new person is still there, but the old us starts to rise up because now we feel because we have the position. Now we feel because we have the title that it justifies. We are now justified in the from last season yeah you know all of the hurt all of the disappointment but here's the thing the mindset is one that is still angry it has not forgiven it has uh, become resentful there is um, still frustration Um, and so we're seeking this position we're seeking this title We're seeking this thing because that is going to be the validation for the reason uh, that we have this title or position. This was well earned. We fought. And so I feel that um, what happens is there is a certain level of anger. There is a certain level of, uh, you know, now I feel justified in 
why I am in this position that I'm in and we don't operate in that position or use that title responsibly. That's what happens because now that anger comes back, that resentment resurfaces, all the people that talked about you, all the people that laughed at you, all the people that mocked you, you know, from, you know, childhood up until that very moment, those things I think sometimes tend to resurface so then the old man rises and so you begin to exercise authority from that broken place from that hurt place from that still unhealed place and so we don't manage it responsibly we don't use it as kingdom authority now it becomes selfish and self-serving And so we become irresponsible and we mismanage. We mismanage the position. We mismanage and mishandle the people that have been entrusted to us to do this work, um, follow our leadership, our guidance, our instruction. It becomes a mess because everything becomes mishandled and mismanaged, misappropriated. We miss the mark of what needs to be done and it becomes a mess. Wow. All right, let's take a deep breath. The second thing that the Holy Spirit revealed to me is that we become more concerned with the crowd. So we've, you know, garnered the attention, the position, the title, whatever it is, the platform, the followers, the likes, which that is mismanagement all within itself. That's a whole nother topic. We're, all, we're way off base already. But now we're concerned with the crowd. We're concerned with what people think. We, we're concerned with what people have to say, whether they like us. We're still seeking approval from man. We're still seeking approval from the person that hurt us 10, 15, 20 years ago. Because we feel like this is the validation again. And we're, so we're, we're still in that space of negative influence. So we're not using, I always make this joke about using your powers for good and not for evil. And that's what begins to happen. So we have to be mindful of those who are impacting us. As we now have the ability to impact others. We have the ability and the responsibility. So who's who's impacting us? Who are we allowing to influence us? What's our blueprint? What's our model? Because we have to remember that people only reproduce who they who, who has sown into them. We reproduce who we are. My pastor always says, seed, seed produces after its own kind. So if I am influenced, if, if I am impacted by a person that is still got unforgiveness, that is still bitter, that's still angry, that's still hurt, then I'm gonna, they're going to reproduce that in me. I'm not going to be healed and transformed 
to a place that I am healthy and whole and walking in my purpose to help others in that space. But I'm going to go out and do the same thing. I'm going to go out and reproduce hurt people, angry people, disappointed people, bitter people, resentful people, people that gossip, people that turn. You see what I'm saying? Like, so that cycle of poison continues. We have to be very mindful of the fact that all voices are not voices we need to be listening to. And if we are in tune, if we are connected to the Holy Spirit, we will know, nope, shouldn't be listening to that. I should not let that be impacting my thought process. I should not let that be influencing me or swaying me to now think that way because when I start to think that way I start to talk that way and when I start to talk that way that's how I show up to everybody that is around me so we have to be very mindful of the voices that we allow in our ear but when we stick close to God when we stay in his presence then we are able to easily discern and know what is and what is not him what I should and what I should not be listening to. And so we have to be mindful of the voices. What's being said? How is it being said? What's the messaging? What's the intent? Now, please understand, I'm not saying to go around being suspicious of people, thinking that people have these ulterior motives that everything and everybody is bad. I'm not saying that. I am just saying that you have to keep your your spiritual eyes and your spiritual ears open. You have to watch and pray. You have to hear what's being said and then what's not being said. It doesn't mean that we walk around in great paranoia. It just means that we are very attentive, intentionally attentive to hear what God is saying about a matter what God is really trying to show you. And so that way we are making responsible choices and decisions because what what we're allowing in, it impacts us. And then it will impact how we then go out and show up in the world, what we say to others, what we pour into others, how we respond to others. Like all of that is influenced by what we what we allow in because what we allow in is going to eventually come out it's gonna it's gonna come back out that way so it's just it's just learning to discern the voice of God as opposed to the voice of man and flesh amen here's the last thing (laughs) Which this, I think, is a thing that a lot of us, if we're really, really honest, can really sit and say, because I know it's something that I often kind of sit and I'm like, you know, asking God, are you sure? Um, Not questioning the call of God on my life or anything like that. I think it's more so the the imposter syndrome 
the doubt I have in myself. But even as I say that, God is like, but I don't doubt you because I made you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So the last thing that God shared with me as to how we get to this place that we are just not sure about impacts um, is that we have no idea what it means to have impact. Society has given us the definition or the perception. They've given us the idea. Again, this goes back to the voices. So you not only have to guard your ear gate, but you have to guard your eye gate. What we look at on social media, what we look at on television, the images that are put before us. So we don't really know what it mean, what it means to have impact. And we really don't know what it means to have kingdom impact. We have no idea what that means. Because if we look at what we see, you know, there can be so many mixed messages. My husband was watching a video um, last night of um, of a pastor making a confession. Um, and I was sitting this morning, even though I listened to the whole thing, and I was just sitting here this morning just thinking, um, you know, The first thing I thought about, and I I really wanted to make sure that I wasn't being cynical, was, you know, was this staged? Was this really to truly confess your faults, as the Bible tells us, is to confess, to repent? Or was it for show? Were you trying to beat the media to the punch? Were you trying to beat the gossip in the the, the chatter and the talk that you probably knew was going on, were you trying to beat that and, and make it a spectacle? Was it really for God's glory? And then I think the thing that kind of got me at the end with it was the fact that, you know, some statements that he made that it was like you went right back into flesh. So the thing that you maybe desired for this to have an impact for the kingdom was it more to feed your flesh and we just have to pay attention I'm not here to judge I'm not here to condemn I'm not here to say one way or the other what is I'm just thinking to myself what was really the whole point and if we're going to do those types of things that it needs to be to where it's having impact for the kingdom, that God is glorified in the moment and that the enemy is defeated in a plot or a ploy or a scheme that he may have had to try to, you know, silence what God is doing. We have to be ever so careful and mindful. We have to know, you know, with technology being what it is, how, you know, they can, you know, put videos and, 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 and clips together, how they can easily make things 
to be clickbait. You know, we have AI that we deal with now. Is it really the person or is it a computer generated image? You know, is that artificial intelligence that we're looking at? We have to be so careful and so mindful because anything that sounds good to us, it really speaks to where we are spiritually or where we are in the natural. We really have to be mindful. And then whatever we hear, we don't, it doesn't mean that we just have to automatically take it in. We have the word of God that we can go to and consult the word of God and see if it lines up with what the word says and make sure that it has not been manipulated, that it hasn't been twisted or contorted in a way that causes us to now speak in a way that is not kingdom or to behave in a way that is not kingdom. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a lot. But I thank God that he is putting it in a perspective and in a way that we can understand it. And now we can move forward from that type of mindset or heart posture or motive Uh, should it not be one that glorifies him. And now we can go into a place, we can now transform our thought process, our heart posture, the way that we are talking and showing up, you know, before God's people. Now, here is our transformative thoughts for the week. This is what we take and we now shift the way that we are thinking, uh, the way that we see Uh, our purpose and now becomes his purpose we see our plan and it now becomes his plan you know our thoughts are no longer our thoughts his thoughts are our thoughts his speech is our speech you know his actions become our actions it's it now becomes about him because now we are transforming our thoughts and so here's the transformative thought for the week God, I desire to have impact in the earth for your glory. It's really, really simple. This is an affirmation. This is a declaration. This is something that we decree over our lives, over our households. God, I now desire to have impact in the earth for your glory. The Bible tells us that we are aliens here, that we are, that we are to Do what it is that he has called us to do, that this is not our home. This is not our permanent place. But while we are here, we should have a desire that God get the glory out of our lives in everything that we do, wherever he sends, whatever job, the family that has put us in, the the people that we are around, that he surrounds us with, that he allows us to be in their lives. It should be that our prayer is that we have impact for his glory here in the earth. Amen. And so we're going to look at Jeremiah 1, 9 through 10. The Amplified Version says, Then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth mouth. See, I have appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to uproot and break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to 
plant. So God has called us to have impact here in the earth. His word plainly states that he's put it in our mouth. He's put it in our belly. He's put it in our in 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 us and given us authority to bind and to loose, to decree and declare. To shut the mouth of the enemy and to release more of his glory here on this earth. We don't have to compete for it. We don't have to ask him for it. We don't have to. You know, try to win a competition to get it. He already told us in verse 10 that he's appointed us over the nations and over the kingdoms. He's already given us the authority. He's already given us the power. It's already ours. And we have to shift our thinking from this, please will you do to decreeing and declaring that it is done and what his word has told us. His word tells us that we are to uproot and break down. His word tells us that we are to destroy and to overthrow. His word tells us that we are to build and to plant. So we give him back his word and ask him to touch our mouth, to give us the words to speak, to give us vision and direction and instruction because he promised us that this is the earth and the fullness thereof and that he has given us authority and dominion to rule over every single thing in the earth but we have to do it responsibly and we have to do it to where it has impact for the glory of God amen and so how do we now do this. So here are our transformative truths. These are the things that we take going forward that we will now responsibly have impact in the kingdom, for the kingdom, and for all of the kingdom citizens. The first thing is we have to spend time in God's presence. We have to be honest with God and be honest with ourselves. God already knows everything about us. You know, we say, you know, God knows my heart. He absolutely does. He knows all of the nasty, bitter, filthy, unclean things that he never put there to begin with. This is why we ask God to create in us a clean heart and renew within us a right spirit. Because he knows that there's some not so good things in us. And so we have to be honest with him. We have to confess those things. We have to denounce those things. We have to renounce those things and ask God to perform a surgery in us that removes all of those things. And here's the thing. The surgery is not just one time. We have to have multiple surgeries. We have to spend a lot of time in the ICU. We have to spend a lot of time in physical therapy. We have to spend a lot of time It takes a lot of time. It's it's a process. It's a journey. It's not a destination. It's not so you can get done with this so that you can do something. It's so that you can get to a place of better understanding, revelation, and healing and transformation so that you can help others, but yet you continue to move. There's not a period at the end of the sentence. There may be a comma. It may even be somewhat of a run-on sentence. But there's never a period. There's only a period when God calls you home. 
So it never ends. So you have to constantly spend time in his presence. The second thing is that we have to follow his instructions. We can't skip an instruction. We can't act like we didn't hear, didn't see. We can't rewrite the instructions. We can't alter the blueprint because for many of us, truth be told, we've altered the blueprint far long enough. Follow his instructions to the letter. Don't leave anything out. Don't leave anything behind. Don't ignore things that you know that he's telling you to do. There have been things that God has told me to do that have been so difficult because I I, and because I still in my flesh wanted to try to justify it or make it okay or go back and get it. And what I had to understand is that I couldn't. It couldn't go forward with me. I had to leave that thing behind, that mindset, that person, that heart posture, that attitude. That thought process, I had to leave it behind. Focus solely on what he has told you to do. He will give full explanation. He will give full expression. He will give full justification to all of it. Trust the process and trust his timing, but just do exactly what he told you to do in the way that he told you to do it when he tells you to do it what may seem crazy to others is absolutely teetotally perfect to God and and you know it doesn't matter what it looks like to other people all that matters is the relationship that you have with him and following his instructions to the letter And I want to leave you with this thought because I have to, you know, ask myself this and and I have to dig deep even more so into this, in this season of my life. What was the last thing God told you to do? And on top of that, did you do it? And if not, We must repent and make it right. God oftentimes will give us instructions and we don't want to do it for whatever reason. We feel it's too hard. We feel that it's outside of our realm of experience or whatever the case may be. Go back and do what he told you to do. Repent, confess it and repent it. Confess You know, that you didn't trust God in that moment, that you didn't understand, that it didn't make sense. Whatever it is that, you know, you are truly feeling in that moment. Because a lot of things, if we're honest, it's just that we're we're afraid and we just don't know. It just doesn't make sense. It just. But what was the last thing he told you to do? If he said, let go of the offense, have you really let it go? And if not, why didn't you? Did you feel like it was better to walk around with that? Because oftentimes we think it is because that's the defense mechanism. That's the wall that we've put up. Don't let the offense 
take root in your heart. Don't let the offense start to set up and begin to fester in you. Don't don't let your feelings continue to be hurt by something that God is really, you know, trying to dismantle in your life so that he can put it back together in proper perspective. Stop worrying about what other people think and what they say or their opinion. You completely have to remove yourself from those things. I'm learning still that you have to completely remove yourself from yourself (laughs) and allow God to do everything. Everything. everything there's a part that he's asking us to do absolutely there's a part that we're responsible for doing but the stuff that we can't do we have to let him do it I want to leave you with this not only do you need to evaluate the last thing that he told you to do and whether you did it but here's another thing that we have to be mindful of is that we can't let just our words be the only thing that's impactful. Words are powerful. Absolutely. My pastor says two things that cannot be taken back are time. Two things that we cannot get back are time and a spoken word. And it's absolutely true. And when we say things to people, it doesn't matter how we say them. It doesn't matter how we try to dress it up. Whatever the case may be, it has impact. It can have lasting, long-term, lifelong impact. It can make a person decide whether they're going to go left, if they're going to go right, if they're going to fall all the way back, if they're going to go back to their old ways and their old life, or they're going to keep pushing and moving forward with God. So our words absolutely have power. The words of Jesus are still just as powerful today as they were in the days of Moses. Amen. But here's the thing. It cannot just be our words. Our actions have just as much power as our words. So let your actions be just as impactful. Don't do things just to be doing them because you're trying to win favor with man, because you're trying to impress man, because you're trying to get a person to be on your side, because you're trying to get somebody to agree with you and wallow with you in your dysfunction. Do it because you desire that God get the glory out of your life. Let your motives be pure. Let your heart be pure towards people. Because even though we may say that we love a person, even though we may say that our motives are pure, our our motives will really truly have ulterior motives. Because if you're not careful, again, that old man will rise up in you. What I'm reminded of is even when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, not my will, but your will be done. So those words have great impact even on us today because we say that. God, not your will, but not my will, but your will be done in my life. Father, we will accept your will. And when his will happens, we, we, we struggle with that. 
we have a difficult time because we still low key in our spirit. We want God to do what we want him to do. God, we want it to work out for us in this way because then it's less painful because then it's less difficult. But when Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done, he still went to that cross. He still carried it. He still took the lashes. He still wore the crown of thorns. He was still pierced in his side. He still drank the vinegar. He still took the nails in his hands and his feet. So he not only said it, but he did it. And that demonstration still has impact with us today. Mm. His demonstration is what we still talk about today. We don't just talk about his word. We talk about what he did. So not only does he need for us to talk right Jesus but he needs us to act right he needs us to show he needs us to be right glory to God father we thank you for this timely word we thank you that you remind us of what it is that you need us to do here in the earth to have impact for your kingdom for your glory so that your people are healed and delivered and set free God, I thank you for every word that was spoken. I thank you for every life that is touched that listens to this podcast. God, I thank you that you will cause them to evaluate and even to reevaluate and that they will now have a desire to have impact in the earth for your glory. God, I thank you for every vessel. I thank you for every heart, for every ear that is open to hear what the spirit of the living God is saying to us in this dispensation of time. Father, we will forever give you glory, honor, and praise. It is in Jesus' name we say amen, amen, and amen. Thank you guys for joining me for another episode of Transformative Talk with Coach B. I hope that you will come on back next week for another brand new episode as we continue this journey, as we continue to unpack, as God continues to reveal, as God continues to heal and transform. But until then, keep showing up and keep doing your work. And remember, I am always, always rooting for you. Until next time. Thank you.